Welcome to Bible Chapter Every Day. I'm Matthew. Our chapter today is Matthew chapter 26. Let's ask God to bless our time today. Heavenly Father, we thank you for Jesus. We thank you that he was obedient, going to the cross, accomplishing your purpose, doing what he came for, even though it was hard and as a human he didn't want to go through that. Yet, he was in control as God. He had a choice. He could do anything. He had the power. And he was willing to go through it. Such a great blessing. Amen. Matthew chapter 26. And it happened that when Jesus had finished all these sayings, he said to his disciples, You know that after two days the Passover takes place, and the Son of Man will be handed over in order to be crucified. Then the chief priests and the elders of the people assembled in the place of the high priest, who was named Caiaphas, and plotted in order that they could arrest Jesus by stealth and kill him. But they were saying, Not during the feast, so that there will not be an uproar among the people. Now, while Jesus was in Bethany in the house of Simon the leper, a woman came up to him holding an alabaster flask of very expensive perfumed oil and poured it out on his head while he was reclining at the table. When the disciples saw it, they were indignant, saying, Why this waste? For this could have been sold for a large sum and given to the poor. But Jesus, knowing this, said to them, Why do you cause trouble for the woman? For she has done a good deed for me. For the poor you always have with you, but you do not always have me. For when this woman poured this ointment on my body, she did it in order to prepare me for burial. Truly I say to you, Wherever this gospel is proclaimed in the whole world, what this woman has done will also be told in memory of her. Then one of the twelve, the one named Judas Iscariot, went to the chief priests and said, What are you willing to give me if I in turn deliver him to you? So they set out for him thirty silver coins. And from that time on he began seeking a favorable opportunity in order that he could betray him. Now on the first day of the Feast of Unleavened Bread, the disciples came up to Jesus, saying, Where do you want us to prepare for you to eat the Passover? And he said, Go into the city to a certain man and tell him, The teacher says, My time is near. I am celebrating the Passover with you with my disciples. And the disciples did as Jesus directed them, and they prepared the Passover. And when it was evening, he was reclining at table with the twelve disciples. And while they were eating, he said, Truly I say to you, that one of you will betray me. And greatly distressed, each one began to say to him, Surely I am not he, am I, Lord? And he answered and said, The one who dips his hand in the bowl with me, this one will betray me. The Son of Man is going, just as it is written about him. But woe to that man by whom the Son of Man is betrayed. It would be better for him if that man had not been born. And Judas, the one who was betraying him, answered and said, Surely I am not he, am I, Rabbi? He said to him, You have said it. Now while they were eating, Jesus took bread, and after giving thanks, he broke it. And giving it to the disciples, he said, Take, eat, this is my body. And after taking the cup and giving thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink from it, all of you, for this is my blood of the covenant which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. But I tell you, 
From now on I will never drink of this fruit of the vine, until that day when I drink it new with you in the kingdom of my Father. And after they had sung the hymn, they went out to the Mount of Olives. Then Jesus said to them, You will all fall away because of me during this night, for it is written, I will strike the shepherd, and the sheep of the flock will be scattered. But after I am raised, I will go ahead of you into Galilee. But Peter answered and said to him, If they all fall away because of you, I will never fall away. Jesus said to him, Truly I say to you that during this night, before the rooster crows, you will deny me three times. Peter said to him, Even if it is necessary for me to die with you, I will never deny you. And all the disciples said the same thing. Then Jesus went with them to a place called Gethsemane, and he said to the disciples, Sit here while I go over there and pray. And taking along Peter and the two sons of Zebedee, he began to be distressed and troubled. Then he said to them, My soul is deeply grieved at the point of death. Remain here and stay awake with me. And going forward a little, he fell down on his face, praying and saying, My father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. And he came to the disciples and found them sleeping. And he said to Peter, So you were not able to stay awake with me one hour. Stay awake and pray that you will not enter into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Again, for the second time you went away and prayed, saying, My father, if this cannot pass unless I drink it, your will must be done. And he came again and found them sleeping, for they could not keep their eyes open. And leaving them again, he went away and prayed for the third time, saying the same thing again. Then he came to the disciples and said to them, Are you still sleeping and resting? Behold, the hour is near, and the Son of Man is being betrayed into the hands of sinners. Get up, let us go. Behold, the one who betrays me is approaching. And while he was still speaking, behold, Judas, one of the twelve, arrived, and with him a large crowd with swords and clubs from the chief priests and elders of the people. Now the one who was betraying him had given them a sign, saying, The one whom I kiss, he's the one. Arrest him. And he came up to Jesus immediately and said, Greetings, Rabbi, and kissed him. And Jesus said to him, Friend, do that for which you have come. Then they came up and laid hands on Jesus and arrested him. And behold, one of those with Jesus extended his hand and drew his sword, and striking the slave of the high priest, cut off his ear. Then Jesus said to him, Put your sword back into its place, for all who take up the sword will die by the sword. Or do you think that I cannot call upon my father, and he would put at my disposal at once more than twelve legions of angels? How then would the scriptures be fulfilled that it must happen in this way? At that time Jesus said to the crowds, Have you come out with swords and clubs, as against a robber, to arrest me? Every day in the temple courts I sat teaching, and you did not arrest me. But all this has happened in order that the scriptures of the prophets would be fulfilled. Then the disciples all abandoned him and fled. Now those who had arrested Jesus led him away to Caiaphas the high priest, where the scribes and the elders had gathered. But Peter was following him from a distance, as far as the courtyard of the high priest. 
And he went inside and was sitting with the officers to see the outcome. Now the chief priests and the whole Sanhedrin were looking for false testimony against Jesus in order that they could put him to death. And they did not find it, although many false witnesses came forward. And finally two came forward and said, This man said, I am able to destroy the temple of God and rebuild it within three days. And the high priest stood up and said to him, Do you reply nothing? What are these people testifying against you? But Jesus was silent, and the high priest said to him, I put you under oath by the living God, that you tell us if you are the Christ, the Son of God. Jesus said to him, You have said it, but I tell you, from now on you will see the Son of Man sitting at the right hand of the power and coming on the clouds of heaven. Then the high priest tore his robes, saying, He has blasphemed. What further need do we have of witnesses? Behold, you have just now heard the blasphemy. What do you think? And they answered and said, He deserves death. Then they spat in his face and struck him with their fists, and they slapped him, saying, Prophesy for us, you Christ! Who is it who hits you? Now Peter was sitting outside in the courtyard, and a female slave came up to him and said, You also were with Jesus the Galilean. But he denied it in the presence of them all, saying, I do not know what you mean. And when he went out to the gateway, another female slave saw him and said to those who were there, This man was with Jesus the Nazarene. And again he denied it with an oath. I do not know the man. And after a little while, those who were standing there came up and said to Peter, You really are one of them also, because even your accent reveals who you are. Then he began to curse and swear with an oath, I do not know the man. And immediately a rooster crowed. Peter remembered the statement Jesus had said, Before the rooster crows, you will deny me three times. And he went outside and wept bitterly. Well, that's the reading. Let's dig in. The chapter starts, and it happened that when Jesus had finished all these sayings, that's our key phrase that shows that this is the end of the fifth discourse, Jesus again predicts his crucifixion here. And we have this aside about the rulers, how they wanted to kill Jesus, but they were afraid of starting a riot, so they were trying to find the right opportunity. They'll get their opportunity shortly. Then we have this story about Jesus being anointed by the woman when he was in Simon the leper's house. And the disciples were all upset about it. This was so expensive. Jesus said in verse 12, For when this woman poured this ointment on my body, she did it in order to prepare me for burial. Then after this, we see Judas offering to hand Jesus over to the rulers for 30 silver coins. Contrast between the little amount of 30 silver coins and the large amount of the value of the perfume. How Jesus was valued by the woman and by Judas is striking. Then Jesus celebrates the Passover with his disciples. And during the Passover, he says that one of them would betray him. And he notes that it will be Judas quietly. This is the first time Jesus has mentioned that one of them would betray him. But it shows that Jesus knows everything. He knows what's going to happen and he knows who's going to do it. During this meal, Jesus institutes what we call the Lord's Supper or Communion with simple things, bread and a cup. 
Then they go out to the Mount of Olives, and Jesus says they will all fall away that night. And Peter disagrees. He says, never. But Jesus said to him, truly I say to you that during this night, before the rooster crows, you will deny me three times. Then Jesus goes to the Garden of Gethsemane to pray. He leaves most of the disciples, but he takes Peter, James, and John a little closer, and then goes just a little farther and prays asking that the cup could pass from him. While he's praying, the disciples keep going to sleep. Then Jesus goes out to meet the crowd that Judas has brought, and Judas kisses Jesus to signify that he's the one. Peter whips out his sword and starts swinging, but Jesus tells him to put it away. Then Jesus scolds the crowd for resting him at night, saying he was always available in the daytime. And they bring Jesus to Caiaphas, the high priest, where they're trying to get some charges to stick. And they go through all these different witnesses and can't, can't come up with anything good. Finally, the high priest says in verse 63, I put you under oath by the living God that you tell us if you are the Christ, the Son of God. In verse 64, Jesus said to him, You have said it, but I tell you, from now on you will see the Son of Man sitting at the right hand of the power and coming on the clouds of heaven. Jesus would only be convicted of the true charge that he was the Christ, the Son of God. Then Peter denies Jesus three times, just like Jesus had predicted, and goes out and weeps bitterly. The overall theme I see throughout this chapter is how Jesus knows everything, he's in charge. He is in control. He's showing his strength, his power, and his humble obedience while everyone else is showing weakness. His disciples, Peter, Judas, even the high priest and all his people are shown as very weak here. Jesus went willingly. And now for a deeper dive. There's so many things we could go into in this chapter, but I want to look at this Lord's Supper for a moment. When Jesus was giving them the bread and the cup for the Lord's Supper, he said in verse 29, But I tell you, from now on I will never drink of this fruit of the vine until that day when I drink it new with you in the kingdom of my Father. Jesus had been telling them all along about his death, so this just tells them that it's going to happen immediately, but is that just what it tells them? It's also a promise that his death is not the end. Of course, he'd been saying that as well, but he says there will come a time when he drinks it new with them in his kingdom. So he's telling them this is not the end when he dies. There's something to look forward to. I think he's referring to the wedding feast of the Lamb that we've talked about before. Revelation 19.9 And he said to me, Write, Blessed are those who are invited to the banquet of the wedding celebration of the Lamb. And he said to me, These are the true words of God. The Lord's Supper looks forward as well as backward. It looks forward to the wedding celebration of the Lamb. Scripture quotations are from the Lexham English Bible, copyright 2012, Logos Bible Software. Lexham is a registered trademark of Logos Bible Software.